everyone. Welcome to the Watchers Council. I'm Stephanie. I'm Tanya. So we just wanted to do a little mini episode before our first two actual episodes of our podcast, just as an intro and to discuss some things. So this is going to be a Buffy the Vampire Slayer a full watch through podcast. So each episode will be a different episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And this is just our favorite TV show. And we want to come at it with a feminist perspective and just talk about um, how much we love this show. The other things that we wanted to discuss with you guys are so in the last few days, Charisma Carpenter has posted on Instagram discussing the abuse that she experienced while on the set of Buffy and Amy. Um, at the hands of Joss Whedon. And Tanya and I wanted to come on and just kind of talk about our feelings on this. The first five episodes of our podcast were recorded before this news came out, but we already kind of talk about in each episode, you'll hear that we don't really support Joss. We we don't at all support Joss Whedon um, as a human being. Yeah, so um, I think what's really important, like Stephanie said, is that we recorded the first five episodes of this podcast um, before Charisma Carpenter's Instagram post. What is also important is you'll hear in the first episode, we do take time out to be like, okay, well, let's talk about how problematic Joss is. Unfortunately, more and more stuff has come out this week that makes him even more problematic. Um, But, you know, you do hear us in every single episode ding him for something. We call him out for making the female characters who are stick thin say, am I fat? We call him out for his very cringy male characters. Spoiler alert, we don't like Xander. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, if you've seen our Instagram and Facebook posts already, you know that he is our least favorite. Yeah, I think what's really, uh, what I think that I've come to realize even more is that um, I feel like these characters, these male characters that are so problematic it makes you realize that this is probably a reflection of who Joss is himself because these characters aren't like, especially Xander and Angel, I would say these characters aren't painted in a way where the viewers are supposed to think they're problematic. We're supposed to see them as, you know, the lovable best friend or the perfect boyfriend, which I imagine is how Joss probably saw them. And how honestly, in like when they when they were first written, and we talked about this like in the first episode too. When these characters were first written, these tropes were okay. Mm-hmm. Xander was okay when he was first written because we weren't talking about toxic masculinity, and we weren't talking about guys who feel like the friend zone is a thing and all girls are entitled to sleep with them. Those tropes weren't okay in the 90s. Like, none of that was okay. However, in pop culture and in, like, the popular zeitgeist, it it was accepted. It was a trope. Like you had Ducky in the eighties. Like it, it was something that was, Mm -hmm. was okay to betray on screen. Even if it wasn't okay in real life, we just weren't talking about it. We weren't speaking up. Right. But I think, yeah, I think definitely what we're trying to do um, with this podcast is we definitely do think it is important to shine that light on it and view it, you know, with the lens of a more progressive, progressive and feminist view. And I think that something else that's incredibly important to Tanya and I is to make sure that we kind of raise up and put focus on the women who made this show iconic. This show and the feminist aspect of it, the the fact that it has 
become such an iconic feminist show isn't because of Joss Whedon. It's not because of anything that he did. It's because of women like Sarah Michelle Gellar and Charisma Carpenter and Alison Hannigan and Eliza Dishku and so many others that made this show wonderful. And so we still think that it is an important piece of art to discuss, but not because of the problematic man that is associated with it. Yeah. um, And if you aren't aware of what's been going on this week charisma carpenter who plays cordelia she came out with a very long instagram post documenting some of the verbal abuse that she suffered at the hands of joss whedon and also um the fact that she was pretty much unceremoniously fired after she got pregnant and i think one of the things that just like when i read that apparently there was a point where she was pregnant and she said she was like i was like five six and like 120 pounds and joss told me i was fat and like i immediately as soon as i read that i was like oh yeah i can 100 percent see that after some of the dialogue that he fucking writes and buffy about it right yeah um And so this comes after we've already heard stories of him being problematic. Um, He, I don't know the ins and outs of the DC Universe stuff because DC Universe movies are awful. There, I fucking said it. We're Marvel people, or at least I'm a Marvel person. (laughs) Side tangent, I'm a DC comic book person. Mm, Fair. But their movies are what the fuck. Yeah. Um, So first of all, that that whole movie universe is just riddled and plagued with problematic men. Mm-hmm. I mean, like <laughs> Zack Snyder and Joss Whedon right. and Jared fucking Leto. Mm, um, yeah. It's just, wow. Yeah. Like, it's gross. Um, so apparently there there was some stuff coming out about uh, Joss's attitude and whatever during his filming of Justice League. Um, And apparently there was some racial things going on and some racial tensions going on with that. Again, I don't know the ins and outs of that because I'm just not in that fandom. And I can't keep up with all the scandals, quite honestly. Yeah. But also a few years ago, Joss Whedon's ex-wife came out and she had a whole manifesto. And I think that that was kind of one of the first like Mm -hmm. really big, oh, we don't have a problem with Joss thing. Um, She documented him having affairs with like his young ingenues and stuff like that. Um, And so that was kind of, I think the really first big public thing. Um, But at the time, that's when all the, like, Weinstein, Kevin Spacey, whatever stuff was coming out. Mm -hmm. And this is not me giving Joss a pass on that. But I think at that point, we had bigger fish to fry. And at we least were just it felt like, like it in the moment, oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Because we were just like, nope, we got to focus on Kevin Spacey and Harvey Weinstein and all that bullshit. And I think Joss kind of flew under the radar a I little think, bit. too, it wasn't even, at, at least, like, it, it it wasn't even, like, necessarily, like, it felt like there was bigger fish to fry. But, like, we, especially as women, were being, like, deluged with, like, day after day stories about abusive men. And, like, yeah, it. I think it did sort of fall under the radar just for from the sheer enormity of, of cases that were coming to light, if that makes sense. Right. And, like, me, for myself, um, and, like, you'll hear in the first five episodes where I do, I do praise Joss's art and I say that he's not a perfect person. And I think that I would be a, a, even harsher today in that in that description and I'll just be honest about my own knowledge about the scenario is that like until a few days ago I 
I think that I thought that he was just like an egotistical asshole, to be quite honest with you, that he was just like not a good person. Yeah, your typical Hollywood bigwig guy. Exactly. And then the stories that I've read since Charisma came out um, about her treatment, I've read stories now about the way that he treated Sarah Michelle Gellar um, and James Marsters on set, who played Spike. And yeah, obviously. And then Michelle Trachtenberg came out the other day and said that she wasn't allowed to be in a room alone with him. And so, yeah, I think that he has, like you said, gotten away with flying under the radar for um, quite a bit too long. And yeah, well, I guess now's the time. Time's up. <laughs> time's, time's up, up. Sweden. <laughs> yeah, and it, it just... And it's another one of those things where this is a really tricky subject, and it always has been a tricky subject, of when do you separate the art from the artist? Mm -hmm. So, for instance, I will not watch any more of Kevin Spacey's movies, even though some of them are some of my favorite movies, because he's there, and he's, like, on screen, and it's in your face, and, like, gross. It's hard to separate it. It's hard to separate it. With Joss Whedon and with this universe... There are so many other people that went into this, and he, while a good writer of quick, pithy dialogue, it's easy to, like, find the things and call out the things that he wrote in there that are problematic, but also, again, like Stephanie said at the beginning, I'm watching this show for Sarah and Mm -hmm. for Allison and for Charisma and all these other people Mm -hmm. that are not also. The women, right, because Jaina Spenson is one of the women writers that was on the show for a very long time. And um, especially as the seasons go on, like you start to notice that like, I mean, a lot of the episode writers at a certain point, like Joss is not the primary, you know, writer of every single, you know, storyline. There's I, the two that come to mind right away are Jaina Spenson and Drew Goddard. So, so yeah, even um, on screen and off screen, there are people I think who made this show what it was and who do still deserve to have the art talked about and praised, but side by side with the criticism of Joss Whedon that he deserves. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I I still think that this podcast is relevant and I still hope that you all stick with us and listen. We just kind of wanted to make sure that as you go into this podcast, especially if you listen to the first five episodes and you don't think we're as harsh on Joss as we should be, you're correct because again, this was new knowledge. And so I we still think that there is a relevant conversation to be had around mm-hmm. this fairly feminist show that definitely shaped me as a person. Mm-hmm. And I will say, I don't want to speak for you, Stephanie, but I will say that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I think too, I think we want to make it very clear from the get go um, before you even start listening where we stand and the perspective that we're coming from. And if you're not down with that, then this isn't the show for you. And uh, quite frankly, you need to do some inward uh, exploring (laughs) if you're not down with that. But yeah, we wanted to make it very clear where we stand and where we're coming at from this show and what's important to us um, and who we are as podcast hosts and as as women, as people. <laughs> yeah, we will always stand with the victims. We had a post on our social media because, of course, you know, we, we picked literally the worst week ever to have our launch week because Charisma's thing dropped like in the middle of the week and we were just like, <laughs> fuck. Um <laughs> 
It's, it's you know you know your podcast is topical when you have to do an emergency mini episode before <laughs> the first real episode even drops. But I think in some way too, it's good that we can come at it and be you know now we have extra knowledge while we're starting this, and we can be very clear as to to where we stand, you know, with our listeners and and going forward. And now we have I think clearer eyes to the situation as as well. You know what I mean? So so yeah, so yeah, yeah. Sorry, right. sorry that this this very first intro episode is a bit of a downer for you. I'm also but... sorry if you can hear my cats killing each other in the background. <laughs> I'll leave that in. I'll leave that in for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what you can expect. Yes. Very, very serious conversations with cats in the background and occasional jokes. It's great. Yes. Yes. Now you know who we are. <laughs> so I hope that you enjoy our first few episodes and keep on listening to uh, the Watchers Council. Yeah. So go ahead. Start listening. Do it. Yeah. Listen go. To episode one. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, right. guys. Thank you.